All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to go follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, go to over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, give us five stars, great review. And while you're at it, go and pull up that Spotify app. Click follow on that, and we will keep bringing you content each and every week, for the most part. We know we missed a week last week, but moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, why don't you kick things off? Well, I'd be glad to. We'll, we'll start with my good. Um, <clears throat> this past weekend, we uh, I'm sure we're all going to mention this somewhere, probably in our good, bad, and the ugly. But uh, guys, weekend is my didn't get to go last year because of COVID. And um, I enjoyed it. We got there late Thursday night and just was great seeing all you guys in person and some of the other gang that I don't regularly talk to like I do with you guys. It's really good, kind of kicking back, looking out at the bay and drinking a couple of cold ones and uh, playing cornhole. You know, didn't didn't win, but you know that's not the point of it. The point of it is just to have fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you're already on the trophy, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, <laughs> um, over to my bad. <sighs> Lost to West Virginia. All right, and then my ugly. Let's see here, ugly. Um, Got same game. Gotten five times. Five times. Gotten to the uh, inside the ten ten yards. And would you like to guess how many points they walked away with those five times? Anyone? Five. Anyone? <laughs> Zero points. <laughs> how do you get inside the ten yard line? How five times and walk away with zero points? I think Duke could do that, but Tech shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no, we have a we have a dizzy kicker. I, uh, my coordinator, it, a, a pop Warner coach, has a better playbook <laughs> than this moron. He has one. He has one page with five plays, and would you like to guess all five of them? Probably start with jet sweep. <laughs> Left, right, Do they pass side. behind the line of scrimmage a lot? Because that one's a fun one too. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, third, third and ten. Let's throw it. Oh, back up and throw to the four right. Four yards and behind the sprint line of scrimmage, so we have fourteen yards to go for. Exactly. But hey, hey, get don't they? They won't. They they won't see it coming. They didn't see it coming the last twenty times. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my ugly. I mean, they play a lot of uh, Madden and they're like, it always works on the video game. <laughs> Just throw Hail Marys to, to be all game long. <laughs> all right, Ryan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, so I waited because I wasn't sure if you're going to go to me next or not. I figured I had a, what, a 50% chance. Morgan, I really enjoyed when we were down at Guys Weekend and we went to the bar. We may bring it up later. First time we ever went to the bar, by the way, just watching you sit on the message boards and just flame the coordinator while you're waiting for your food to come. I was looking over your shoulder, just watching you just like, like, comment, like, comment. Yeah, that guy really sucks. Like, comment. It was awesome. So that's a little uh, bonus uh, shade and fraud from from my direction. I love football season, Morgan, because I can't tell you how many times on Facebook I see him pop up on. It shows up in my feed of Virginia Tech. Uh, posts or Redskins posts yes. <laughs> and he, it's just he's like yeah so and so sucks <laughs> and then he gives like an explanation as to why and I, I look forward to it every single week in football season <laughs> it's 
It's going to be better anyway. this year, I promise you. <laughs> so anyways, my good, bad, and the ugly. My good, Morgan, you mentioned it. Uh, I have here. Um, it, it's good to get away from life for a few days. I texted these guys, I don't know, about a half hour outside of town. I was on the highway, uh, carving up some of the Virginia roads by myself in a brand new car, mostly brand new car. And I was listening to music I wanted to listen to. And it was, it was just nothing, not that there's anything wrong with being around friends or family or my wife, or it's been a long time, I think, since I've been by myself and going somewhere I wanted to go as opposed to sitting at my house. And, uh, it was really nice. And it was, I was surprised at how exciting it felt just to kind of be out and doing my own thing for once. Um, that used to be a very frequent occurrence for me with work. So it was nice to have that for the first time. Um, so I don't know. It was just good to kind of fill up that that tank, seeing you guys and Logan, Morgan. It had been quite a while, quite a oh, while, yeah. 18-ish or more months. Um, so that was good. My bad. Um, good thing we were at the Bay House and uh, not watching too much college football, although more on that later, because the Clemson-Georgia Tech game was terrible. 14-8 uh, to eight was the final score of our supposed uh, – banner carrier of the ACC playing Georgia Tech. Um, and incidentally, um, I'm playing Georgia Tech this weekend, so I can only hope that it's a 3 nothing game. That'll be great. Speaking of 3 nothing, apparently uh, the 3-0 and Wake Forest, Demon Deacons are leading your conference. Uh, the side of the conference for you, Logan, that's, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> They're 3-0, and apparently. Well, not in conference, though. They're 3-0 and overall, oh, yeah, but 2-0 yeah. in conference play. They've already played two conference yeah, when games. You, when you play, you know, when you play Western Middle Tennessee three times in a row, you're to be three and I'll leave that one alone. Some of us played what Furman or Wofford or someone this past weekend. And uh, anyways, uh, so much for good games. My adopted Ole Miss Rebels dropped sixty-one over the weekend, and I had practically had to beg everyone at the Bay house to keep Carolina in the big screen because they were beating the shit out of UVA so badly. I think the final score is 59 to 39, although UVA let it half. And in my final ugly, which snuck in earlier this morning, I'd like to shout out Brett King for continuing to try and uh, keep the Wawa debate going on our group text. This man is crazy. <laughs> He's continuing to point out reasons a month later, why Wawa is still in superior. And uh, I just love the fact that Wawa lives rent free in his head. That's great. So that's my ugly opinion of the week, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin, take it away. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah, I checked away when you said that earlier. But yeah, Wawa well, is, is a focus of Brett's these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, let's see. Obviously, guys, weekend was a good it was good. Uh, I haven't been in two years. I had a brother get married two years ago. And then last year I had a daughter be married or be married, be born. <laughs> so between, uh, um, <laughs> right from birth. Um, <laughs> so between, you know, very good, you know, family things going on. I haven't been able to go the past two years. It was just great to get back down there for guys weekend and hang out with everybody, spend time. We can dig into that more, uh, as we go, but it was, it was a fun few days. Um, another good, uh, I'm pretty, pretty rosy this week on stuff. Uh, it's, these guys were listening to me talk about it, but it got even better, uh, as the week went on the Shire hire is really, uh, working out on the recruiting trail. So when we were down at the guys weekend, 
they got a, I think he was like top 13, but high level point guard for the 2023 class to commit. They all then later, um, I think, believe Monday, they got their third top 10 recruit for the 2022 class commitment. So that makes four commitments, three in the top 10 for little old John Shire, John Shire against the world. So we'll see how the season goes, but he's going to have the talent, man. He's going to have plenty of talent to work with. Um, so I'm pretty excited about the future. Um, at this point in time, Coach uh, K, see, I guess, knew, does know a little bit about what he was doing after all with his retirement plans. Um, and then the the last thing is, I don't know if it's a good or bad or ugly. It's just kind of a something to note. Uh, JJ Redick retired from uh, NBA this this week, and um, we talked about it a little bit on our group text. You know, old, you know, JJ was one of the, my favorites over the years, not not my absolute favorite Duke player, but up there at the top, he was fun to watch. Um, he was a great player. I know Logan, that was like right in your sweet spot of like getting into Duke basketball. Um, and then he went into the, it, and someone sent this around this week, but then he went into the NBA and somehow all the people who hated him started to like him. It was kind of a funny turnaround. So, you know, we don't, we don't have to sit here and turn around, you know, like read off his stats or whatever, but he had a 15 year career in the league and that's, that's pretty solid by any measure. He was a great player at Duke. His jersey's hanging up in the rafters. Um, you know, so it's, I guess it's a, it's a good, I, I guess we'll call that a good, he, uh, he's probably excited for a little bit of retirement. Listen to his podcast every now and then. I can tell you, he says the thing he looks, one of the things he looks forward to in retirement is being able to do things he couldn't do. So like going skiing, he would never, he's never gone skiing because he didn't want to get hurt and like ruin his career. So now he can go skiing. So, anyway, those are my, I guess, good, good, and good this week. I'll, I'll be a little rosy for y'all. <laughs> JJ right. Redick went to the playoffs the first fourteen years he was in the NBA, and he's by far my, by far my favorite NBA or uh, Duke player in the NBA by far. Was that I a Freudian? Jay- was that a Freudian slip? He was your favorite NBA player. You were just about to announce it to the miserable and reckless audience. <laughs> he's uh, he's up there. You guys know I love JJ Redick. I wanted him on the Celtics for years. I've I've gone to multiple games just to see JJ Redick play. I I unabashedly say I love JJ Redick. <laughs> yeah, he was uh my favorite Duke player growing up because he was I think I was probably eight when he got to Duke. So I grew up right in that era of like when I started watching basketball, it was the JJ Sheldon Williams era. So definitely kind of feels weird to see him retiring from the pros after 15 years. But all right, yeah, so my good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, not to sound too much like a broke record, but, you know, guys' weekend was a lot of fun. Um, I, it was, as we've all said at times over the weekend, and now it was my rookie season there, and we'll have a little bit more on that later. But I would say it's, it was good to be able to see you guys uh, there. I, I've seen Dustin a handful of times, you know, just family stuff, but it was good seeing uh, Morgan and Angle there as well. So, But like I said, we'll have more on that here shortly. Um, another good, um, I mean, NC State's defense has been good. We have a big test coming up this weekend, but we've given we're right now we're averaging uh giving up like uh like for somewhere around eight points a game through three games. Two of the teams weren't very good, but they gave up only 17 points and a loss to a Mike Leach offense in year two. It's pretty solid. That group is about as good as advertised. They have a big test coming up though this weekend. Hopefully they continue that. Um continue with that. I'm you know, it's the second biggest game of the year for any Wolfpack fan when you have your home schedule released, and that's Clemson at home 
Um, it's going to be a, a lot of buzz around the stadium. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully it ain't going to go the way I think it'll go, but we'll see. Um, and then ugly, um, <laughs> I, since we didn't do it, uh, last week, I guess I have to talk about two weeks ago's game. Now NC state's performance down in Starkville, Mississippi was classic NC state. You go down there, uh, with a chance to make some national buzz, be ranked to the follow, get a win, be ranked and possibly host college game day against Clemson Tigers. What do they do? They go in there and they hold at one point that it was 105 yards of NC state offense to five yards of Mississippi state offense. And they were losing seven to nothing. That's the definition of NC state athletics. They, they, they played really well defensively offense jump pass on the five yard line by the running back was picked off. Our one of our most accurate kickers in our history missed a field goal. And, uh, we held them to, we, we forced them to five straight three and outs and we were somehow losing. Can't explain it. We're snake bitten. We're cursed. So we ended up losing to Mississippi state. But anyways, that's my, my bad slash ugly <laughs> NC state versus Mississippi state. At least you picked Mississippi state right last week, two weeks ago. It's true. That's the one, uh, the one benefit of picking against your team. If, if we lose, I get the, uh, the left-hand column on the pick them. <laughs> All right. Like we said, guys weekend last week, throw it over to Dustin to, uh, kind of for the next segment. Yeah. So we, uh, we messed up. So we just got to apologize America. We did not sit down and do a live podcast sitting out on Pine Haven deck or sitting on the roof or something. We talked about it 25 times and then we just never made ourselves sit down and do it. Kept finding some reason not to do it. So we're sorry, America. One day we'll make it up to you maybe next year. Um, but that said, that it doesn't stop us from doing a little wrap up of what went on. This is a little background. You know, we've mentioned this weekend a bunch of times. This has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, I, I went for the first time in 2008, and it well predates that. Um, it's a group of a, a couple of our buddies, their their family property and house down on the on the bay in Virginia. Like they started bringing friends and some friends invited friends and then friends, all the friends became friends with each other and it just kind of turned into a thing. And there's a core group. It seems like that continues to show up. And then there's guys who come like every couple of years or whenever they can. And it's just a good time. It's a lot of fun giving each other a hard time playing in cornhole tournaments, stuff like that. Um, this year uh, we, we were blessed to have our, our rookie of the year and our presence here from, those have been reckless. And so I just kind of thought we'd throw it over there to the, to the award winner and see what he thought. What is it? What are his impressions from his first year? Well, as the reigning rookie of the year, and I have to add a note that it's easy to be rookie of the year when you were the only rookie, but none that nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> I was the rookie of the year. Uh, no, like I got to say it was uh, definitely, I had heard stories about it throughout the years. You guys talked about it here on the podcast and it definitely lived up to the hype. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, the sunsets over the Bay were fantastic. Got a couple of cool pictures on that, you know, just the whole, 
Uh, I hate use, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it. The whole vibe of the weekend was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I, I really hate that word, but like it, it was just fun, like getting to meet people and everything who I'd heard their names a bunch over the years through Dustin, and it, it was pretty funny because every time somebody would see me, they'd walk up to me and they shake my hand, and introduce them. I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm Logan." I was like, "I'm Dustin's brother," and they were like, "Yeah, we couldn't tell already." <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, definitely glad I got to go. Yeah, no, it's <clears throat> it's sunsets there are incredible and to give america a picture of it it's on, it's an island and the island faces the mainland and we're on the western side of the island when we're there so that you just get these incredible views and they're so you're just surrounded by water it's incredible um I, maybe next year on the t-shirt we can have vibing you know since, <laughs> since logan's all about that um this year we did have a new uh, addition first time ever that you, something else when technology starts adding to the to fray here also timing of the year usually this is a summertime thing we're doing it in the fall we actually were able to watch college football on friday and saturday down there one of our buddies brought down his projector and then they put up a big sheet put it on projected it onto that and that was just cool experience um we had we had one of our well we had two wins we had the maryland boys Got their win on Friday night, and then Carolina Can over here got his win. You do you want to uh, share what that felt like sitting on the deck of Pine Haven watching your team win a football game? Incredible. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was not only was it a win; it was a win under the lights. And by under the lights, I do mean under the fireworks that were lit off. It was a Chase Rice song come to life. I mean, it was wonderful. We're down here facing the South's oldest rivalry against UVA. We're wiping our butt with them because we're a second half team. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, our buddy just runs out into the backyard and just chooses that particular moment in time to start lighting off these majestic fireworks. It was caught on camera by a buddy of ours. I can't still, anytime you go to take a, a photo of a firework, knowing this growing up in DC and trying to take pictures of fireworks on 4th of July constantly, they never turn out right. Everybody's like, neat, let me guess more videos of fireworks on 5th of July. For some reason, this came out perfectly. They're crossing the 50 yard line. It's very clear on the scoreboard exactly what's going on. I mean, it's the picture of the decade. I couldn't have been more in heaven. Um, I, I mean, unless this was literally going on in Chapel Hill and I'm sitting like, you know, at, at, in, on the Carolina in lawn watching it. Right. So, I mean, this is, this is just an incredible experience. And then one of our buddies goes, Hey, do you think we can uh, turn the game off? Um, I, I'd really like to watch Penn state. Just, just a, just a, an arrow from heaven. His game has already finished. You know, he's, he's just, so I got grumpy with him, which is my fault. Cause of course, you know, my, my, my life isn't good enough. I, I can't, you know, allow anybody else to have something 95% of the way, my way and 5% of the way, everybody else's way. So I admittedly got grumpy about that first split second, but it was wonderful to watch. Should I go on? Should I, should I continue to go on about well, I, how wonderful the weekend was? I do have a I do have a question about one comment you made. You said it was the picture of the decade. It's 2021, so it's pretty early in the decade. You're already declaring it the picture of the decade. Oh yeah, they do this in sports all the time. <laughs> Greatest team ever assembled. Uh, well, Michael Phelps. I think they said that in 2008 for the Olympic team. And it was like, well, Michael Phelps is like eight. We're, we're like eight years into the uh, century, guys. But team of the century, Michael Phelps. <laughs> It's like, there's going to be no Olympians after him. Cool. Got it. <laughs> uh, on episode 
573 in the year 2030, we'll call you out for it. There you go. <laughs> we'll have the technology to go back and, and dub my, my voice in at that point in time. <laughs> no, it was really cool. I enjoyed hanging out. It was fun because, uh, I will say this, it was fun because a lot of the guys that were there, I felt like didn't care as much about college football. And Morgan, you can chime in on this, but uh, the reason I I always watch college football and I'd always been uh, just very much enjoyed it. Carolina football is my absolute favorite thing of any sport. But when we went to college, the reason why that love quadrupled is because in Wilmington, we had a buddy and uh, the guy who owns the Bay House was with us when this happened too. And he would put a projector up and he would host a sheet in his backyard and we had all sorts of um, uh, college games. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We would partake in and things that we would do, um, including collecting large amounts of juice to drink um, that would you know line up and down the streets. Sometimes the cops would be called to help regulate the juice drinking. And, um, and there would be a large projector that would have the college football and we would watch it from 8 a.m. literally until about one in the morning. And it brought back these wonderful, wonderful memories I have of just weekends spent at this gentleman's house. And it was, it was glorious to have that experience again especially to share it with people from Wilmington who had experienced the original. So. Morgan thoughts. Are you just still grumpy about text loss? Uh, it was no watching college football at the Bay house. It was definitely a brand new, um, exciting addition. And I agree if angle, the sheet on the house brought back memories of, uh, a buddy of ours house down on, Brickle in uh, Wilmington. On Saturdays, we would go over there, keg beer, and, and watch college football all day. <clears throat> it was awesome. I mean, the whole the whole weekend was great. You know, the cornhole games were were really good. Some of the guys were good. Some were not hitting the boards at all. Um, <laughs> but that's always always the case. <laughs> we won't name any yeah. names. Um, nobody nobody got hurt. You know, no one. Got a water balloon launched at their their chest, you know, which is a good thing. <laughs> no one really got messed with, you know. I think people now just kind of in the years past, if if you were caught passed out, uh, you were getting a bunch of junk piled high on you, and maybe a, a toe put in your mouth. Who, who knows? <laughs> now they just walk by, don't even. Like eh, I'm gonna mess with you. Eh, I'm just too tired, and uh, now I'm just gonna go turn. Now I'm just gonna go turn up the music really loud and slam doors because <laughs> that doesn't take as much energy as it does to pick up stuff and put it on top of you. <laughs> We've so learned. You speak from experience, Morgan. I have had plenty of things put on me uh, when they found me passed out. You, you over the years, you learn if you're gonna take a nap, you have to do it. You have to be nonchalant about it. You have to just kind of get up while no one's watching you. Act like you're going to go get another beer, go to the bathroom, and just kind of like dip out the side door and go find a quiet corner somewhere that they can't find you. (laughs) Just like being overseas, it's important to learn your enemy's movements. You learn when they sleep and when they're awake. You track them, you observe them, and you sleep during the times when they are most dormant and you are awake during the times when they are most obnoxious. Those times <laughs> generally tend to be between 1 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. 
The problem with this is you also have to be awake between 1 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. Yes. <laughs> and and it, it used to be in years past that it didn't matter where you head, a certain set of brothers would find you. It's like they, it's we like can they edit had, that out. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they had a radar for, for hunting you down. Like, oh, you're not going to sleep. <laughs> Morgan, I but, can just picture you in the in the Redskins helmet right now. Football. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend. I really had a good time, regardless of the outcome of uh, Virginia Tech versus that part of the country that Maryland and Virginia did not want to have, to have anything to do with. <laughs> oh, man. Well, any... Before we get to the you know the importance of a cornhole tournament, any funny stories y'all want to bring up? Because we kind of touched on it there. We danced around it a little bit, having to be up till or having quiet time between seven PM and midnight and then being awake between one and four AM. I have a video. It's my favorite video of the weekend. And it is about three forty five in the morning. And it's Logan sitting next to me in a lawn chair. And for some reason, probably because he was egged on by me or someone else. Of course, there's no pretext. There's no context to this. There's, there's just a video. The video starts and it's just Logan screaming at the top of his lungs. God forbid anybody know that he's a DeBerry brother. And uh, he's just screaming that he wants to hear Nickelback. Mind you, something else completely different is playing in the background. But he notices, I guess, that Chris walked near the the, the speaker that was blaring this music out over the bay for everyone to enjoy at three 45 in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs over the, over the speaker. Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> but this goes on for Logan. What a minute that you're Something just screaming. Like that, yeah. Because he wouldn't you, play Nickelback. <laughs> you, it gets to the point where you start begging with him because you can't catch your breath. And yeah. you're not they have they have four songs that are absolute bangers, and I wanted to hear at least one of them. <laughs> God, this so is garbage. We get about a minute into this video, and it's like, please, Chris. Like he's starting to go hoarse. Nickelback, Nickelback, Nickelback. And then there's a pause, and you hear like, look at this photograph. But it takes like three seconds for him to realize it's on because, you know, there'd been some juice consumed. And got all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden he goes, yeah, and just sits down so happy with himself. That's one of my favorite, favorite moments of the entire weekend, just because it's the perfect good for you for fitting right in, Logan. <laughs> 3.45 in the morning screaming. I think that hopefully I had that's my, a, I think I had hopefully my that's an okay enough story. I think I had in my head that I was gonna keep yelling until I got what I wanted. <laughs> I think I think Chris was definitely happier with that. Well yeah, he wants to play nickelback. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, you, you want to hear nickelback too? Oh my god. Yeah. But you gotta see him live. Once you see him live, that changes your whole outlook. No, one of the I'm funniest just, things. Go ahead. I'm just telling you what Chris would say since he's not here to speak for himself. <laughs> One of the funniest things that uh, I saw that weekend, and I'm sure that you guys probably had some encounters with this too, is when we went to dinner and we walked to dinner and then we, we get into the restaurant. We're all wearing matching shirts with the acronym for Pine Haven Guys Weekend. And I had this old lady 
look at me and be like, are you guys in a frat? And I'm sitting there and like, I'm looking around at the dudes that are there and uh, I'm looking at this lady and I'm thinking, I was like, no, I was like, I told her what it stood for, but I'm in my mind. I'm like, outside of probably me and I'm even a stretch. What of, of all these guys that are there, probably 35 to early forties, do any of them look like they're college age and they're frats? I was just like, I was like, come on lady. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. And then there a bunch of different people seem generally confused by the, the whole group being at a restaurant having dinner. Um, it's, it was pretty funny. Um, but that was actually, that was another first. There was two, a couple firsts this time. College football, because it was fall, and somebody brought a projector. And actually, like, that restaurant has, it's been open in the past, but it's not always been open. And it actually hadn't been open until the past couple of years. And so yep. walking down there to, like, get dinner was a first. And uh, an, an experience of itself, but we don't have to dig into that. And... <laughs> So I will, I will say that one thing I was annoyed with the restaurant it's it's college football and the only one TV in there and the only thing they're playing is a game from a week ago on NFL. Yeah. I'm like, with you on do, that. It's like come on, there's gonna be like somebody yeah, was the, at this bar that works here that understands like live football is on. They're like, hey, just put on this thing called NFXFFL, I think it's called. I think there's a replay of a game. We just play that for these people. They seem to like it. Yeah, I was much rather, I'm with you, Morgan. I'd much rather watch college football than a game that I didn't watch when it was originally broadcast. (laughs) I would have watched Rutgers. I mean, (laughs) anything. They were playing Delaware, so that would have been a good game. There you go. Hey, we learned one important lesson. Don't go out in public 16 deep, all wearing the same shirt in a small town. You're going to get questions. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It worked out. They got everybody's money that night. They should be very happy. Um, all right. Every year at Pine Haven Guys Weekend, we have a cornhole tournament. And every year, if you've been going for any length of time, a couple of people who haven't been for a length of time have somehow managed to get their names etched onto the trophy. We actually have a little trophy and it's got a couple little pieces on it. And it's got the year and the two winners. Everybody, so basically, names get drawn out of a hat, teams get paired up, you play a double elimination tournament, winner of the tournament gets on the trophy. There are two people who have been there for over a decade who have never gotten on the trophy. That would be Chris and myself. We're not bitter at all about that, about playing in multiple Final Fours and multiple championships. So, so it was very fitting that this year we went two and out and just immediately were done and we're like, I'm bored with this and walked away and, and <laughs> it had nothing to do with it the rest of the time. So would anyone who was in the tournament longer than two games like to uh, elaborate on uh, – on the cornhole tournament this year, or just your thoughts in general. We have a couple champions in our midst. I have one comment. Uh, I got one win. First year, I'll take that. I got one win. Didn't go two and out, but I will say, Morgan, you're the one that eliminated me. <laughs> I, I will say this. We need to do a better job in years going forward about 
taking better care of the, the cornhole boards. Granted, it's I, I get it. Like I, you play with the boards, we're all gonna play with them. So you know, if they slide all over the place, it's gonna happen for everybody. I get that, but you know, take do, we need to do a better job of wiping them down with something before the games start. Are you providing us with reasons why you didn't win the championship this year? Not at all. Sounds I, like it. I, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, when when you when you, when you the back hits at the very bottom of the cornhole ball, board and it slides all the way up to the top and off. I'm with Morgan. We need to take better care of the boards. I would have won more games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll be the first minute. I didn't have I didn't I didn't have a lot of good games. At the the, uh, the tournament because I also played on the the Ravens boards which yeah. were uh, first of all the, that's the first mistake Ravens oh, yeah well I won most of my games on those boards <clears throat> well we have a perfectly good set of Redskins boards sitting right next to the, 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 the bags on the the bags on the Redskins boards were just better than the they had a little bit more weight to it mm-hmm. and I played most of my games on the Ravens boards too but Morgan I will say if you were not playing good. I won't watch him because when you played against us, man, you were hitting the board and sinking shots. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had an up and down uh, career this past weekend. Well, long term trajectory, though, Morgan, I would give I'll give you a compliment in the sense of I think you have become a much more formidable player than like ten years ago, and oh, yeah. there is and your name is on the trophy, so you always have that to fall back on and be like, well, I'm a champion. So I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to point out, um, this is a Southern podcast, so we don't take Indianapolis Colts excuses around here, like underinflated footballs. And, uh, the bags weren't quite to my liking. They swapped the balls out right before the game started. They did. They did swap the cornhole boards. Um, the reason I know that is because I was up at three in the morning. Uh, as previously mentioned, because that's when the enemies are up uh, moving around and shaking the bushes. And um, I must say, there was an epic, epic game of cornhole was played between, it wasn't even, it was just practice. We were just, we were just messing around as friends may do between myself and a certain Chris Vinar, um, just casually throwing the bags around on the Ravens boards, uh, routinely putting in three bags on each side to a hole, it became very easy to walk back and forth to the boards. We didn't, we stopped counting score. We were so good. Very, we started joking that maybe the gods of cornhole past had come down just like in field of dreams. And we were just, we were talking with them. We were conversing back and forth with our dead fathers. They were helping my, my dad's not dead. They were helping us, you know, score holes. And it was wonderful. I, I woke up firmly convinced. So as did, as did my friend Vinny, that we were just, we were going to, we, we were going to work wonders on the boards. Practice the next morning, found out Dustin, well, I guess it was the night before, found out that Dustin was my partner. I said, you know, I, I think we've got a great chance to bring Dustin to the championship circle for the first time. We're going to get him to victory lane. You know, this is going to be an excellent experience. Uh, I told him, you know, Shoeless Joe of Cornhole was with us last night. Morgan took a picture of me sitting on the roof. It looked like there was a, a halo of light around me. I mean, I thought we were blessed. And uh, clearly, uh, based on the amount of rap music and other loud accoutrement that was played at 4 a.m. Uh, the cornhole gods left. That's all I can say. Because uh, 
the boards were swapped out all of a sudden. All of a sudden, the Ravens boards didn't exist anymore. Now we're playing the tournament on the Redskins boards. I said, I, I did not train for this. I was not prepared for this. I brought I brought a dry kit, and apparently now it's raining. I, I'm just saying. Not, I'm, I'm not making excuses. I'm just asking questions about why there was a swap at the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the tournament. Okay. When it was, when it was clearly stated that some of us had practiced the night before on the better boards. So uh, needless to say, um, Dustin was left to carry the weight of his pack and his teammates by himself. It was a putrid performance. Um, Dustin, I'm sorry. I let you down. We've clearly went out in the first two rounds. And as you told me later, you could clearly see the wheels turning. I, my launch angle was off. I was clearly trying to fix it as I was throwing. It was just, it was a pitiful performance, especially for a champion of my caliber. I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I, think, you, I think you tanked it. Being a Carolina fan, he's like, I'm not letting Duke boy get on this. Well, all I'm hearing is that Angle was a uh, practice superstar last week. And when the game time came, <laughs> it wasn't it's, to be found. It sounds, it sounds like to me, maybe you didn't have enough juice before you played. Uh, that was that was not the case. The only time I won, I was dead sober. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of juice, uh, the guy who did win, the joke was he had to have a lot of juice so that he could win. But God bless him; it's a good story. He's won three times. He's won the tournament three times, and he. I asked him about it this year. The first time that he won, and ever since this has been one of his motivators. When he got picked. In the random draw, one of the other guys told him, uh, laughed at him and told him, uh, you know, nobody wants to be your partner, right? And he got pissed about it. And he marched all the way to the championship that year and won, and he's won the past two years. And he's got three titles now. God bless him for that. That's a good motivator, but I still want to get my name on the trophy. <laughs> um, so the last piece on this before we just, you know, beat people over the head with guys weekend. Um, last little bit of it till next year. Sunday's the worst day of the year after guys weekend. It's the worst, by far the worst day of the year. One, the trip is over and everybody sat on when vacation day's over. Two, uh, you didn't sleep that much because, you know, music was playing from 1.30 to 4 a.m. when you were trying to sleep. Uh, three, you have to clean everything up and then, you know, like go home and and then now be like very like oh yes yes I'm I'm ready to do things. Um, so how was everybody Sunday on their way home this year? Actually, Angle sounded like he had a nice little Sunday, but what about the rest of the crowd here? Uh, uh, my Sunday wasn't too bad. <clears throat> I uh, when we got back from the restaurant, yeah, you know, I had a, I think a drink or two there, and then yeah, you know, we were sitting down and watching the game. Uh, I was drinking water for a little bit. Like, you know what? I'll have another beer. Cracked it open. After I finished it, I was like, I'm done. I'm going back to water for the rest of the night. I'd like that tomorrow. If I don't tomorrow, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to hate life. And not only am I going to hate life, I'm going to have to drive home hating life and then have to take care of, help take care of two kids hungover and feeling like absolute dog crap. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. And you know, I, obviously I stayed sober all night, but the next morning was amazing. Got up early, helped clean up quite a bit, and then uh, got on the road early. My Sunday actually was kind of good. I, um, you know, after we 
left the bay. That kind of sucked because I had a good time, right? But got on the road. Um, the weather was nice, so I rolled the windows down for part of the drive, layering some Morgan mm-hmm. Wallen and some Hardy. And then I decided to turn on uh, the red and white pod um, and listen to his episode. Uh, I think the guy's name is Evan. We're possibly going to have him as a guest at some point, but NC State podcast where he um, was talking about reevaluating expectations (laughs) for this year. Listen to that on the second half of the trip home. Um, Stopped off at the 7-Eleven and picked up some some burritos from there (laughs) to eat on the road. Uh, which was good while I was eating it and then was a bad idea later. Mm. Lots of heartburn and indigestion from that, but that was probably the worst part. Got home, then uh, went over to my buddy Kyle's house, watched a little bit of the NFL, kept track of my fantasy team, ordered a pizza, and went home and went to bed. My Sunday was pretty pretty solid, I got to say. You're way too young still. You're way too young because if your Sunday wasn't that bad because you listened to a podcast where they told you to reevaluate your college football team and then you ate seven eleven burritos and you think you had a great Sunday, you're way too young. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain about it. It could be worse. <laughs> uh, well, it's all perspective. Worst day of the year by far, hands down. All right. I think that wraps it up for guys weekend. Um, we'll be sure. I don't know if we'll be sure. We'll attempt to, or we'll at least discuss next year. America actually recording live and in person. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. If you keep listening to this podcast, you'll find out. All right, Angle. <laughs> um, I know you want to talk to us about NASCAR. Go ahead and give it to us. Thirty seconds or less. We're in the round of twelve. Four drivers were eliminated at the Bristol Night Race, which none of us watched on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> including myself, which is terrible. Uh, you tried to get us to gamble on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this week's race is Sunday at 7 p.m. in Las Vegas, so let's gamble on it. Um, <laughs> standings currently are uh, Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Denny, Hamlin, uh, Ryan Blaney. I, I, I guess maybe he did something good last week. I don't know why he's so high all of a sudden. Kyle Birch, 18. Uh, uh, Dustin's favorite guy since birth, Kyle Bush, um, Chase Elliott, <laughs> Alex Bowman in the 88, and then William Byron. Uh, the only reason I'm pointing out those top eight is because four of the Hendrick drivers are in the top eight. So, uh, me and Logan are riding high. So, so where's Chase Elliott at? What's his chances of repeating? He's sixth, and his chances of repeating are high because the last five tracks are his best tracks. It's amazing how that works. So he could potentially be better than his dad and get more than one trophy. That's correct. Hmm. Sounds like it's rigged. It's, it's I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing nope. about Chase Elliott's daddy issues. It wasn't. It wasn't that rigged because if I read correctly, he led most of the stuff at Bristol, and then a certain old guy who probably is sick of hearing about Chase and his dad. Uh, named Kevin Harvick uh, decided to just turn him, and apparently there was a fisticuffs and some other stuff. I don't know. I was a little, I was a little cloudy to use Marty Smith's term when I read the uh, headline, and I'll be honest, I didn't go back and research it because that was last week's news. So, <laughs> uh, that's it. NASCAR, seven p.m. Sunday, Vegas. Almost done. All right, but more important. This week only. We previewed this a year ago. That's how important it is, everyone. The 2020 
happening in September of 2021 Ryder Cup, which we thought was last year. (laughs) (laughs) We previewed and then just conveniently ignored when it didn't happen. Uh, So we want to get everyone super hyped about it. I don't know if you guys have seen the commercials. Even Michael Phelps is hyped about it. They've got the Coming to America by Neil Diamond playing in the background because Europe's coming to America. Everybody's screaming, let's go in the background like all the kids do these days. So speaking of the kids who scream, let's go, Logan, our golf. Let's go. (laughs) So tell us a little about the Ryder Cup, Logan. Yeah. So like you said, it's America versus Europe. So um, when it comes to this, you know what team I'm picking. I'm picking America because how could you not? And like, just to kind of look at the the roster a little bit, I mean, America's loaded. The only thing I will say about America is they, it is a little bit inexperienced this year. Um, there's only a handful of guys that are returning from the previous Ryder Cup. But when you look at the overall amount of talent, just pure golf talent, I don't know how you can pick against Team USA. Now, with the Ryder Cup, it's important to get out to a good uh, lead on like Thursday and Friday because a lot historically, at least in the last like uh, 10 years or so, the team that kind of has the lead on Friday has a really good chance of of like <laughs> Morgan's yawning right now of uh, winning <laughs> through the weekend. Um, like in 2016, you know, America pretty much ran the whole tournament. And I'm hoping for that again, because, I mean, just looking at their team, one, one like, shout out to Coastal Carolina guy, number two in the, in the whole world, Dustin Johnson. Uh, he's on the team. And then Colin Morikawa, who's one of the more, like, he, he's just been a fantastic young golfer um, just at such a young age. But the, the thing that I wish would happen, oh, I can't I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, of course, because those guys have played in the Ryder Cup before. Um, uh, they're going to be, a, I think they're probably going to be paired up, which I think would be a smart move. Um, but the thing that I wish would happen, but it definitely won't, I wish just for entertainment's sake, they would pair Bryson and Brooks. <laughs> we know that won't happen, please. but please, please like Steve Stricker, please if you're listening it. to miserable and reckless, please pair Bryson Shambo and Brooks Kepka. I mean, but like I said, yeah, the American team is loaded. In my opinion, there are good golfers on the European team, but Hey, USA all the way. USA, USA. You're pretty much echoing what every single fan sounds like. This is not your average golf tournament. The fans go nuts. I saw Abe Lincoln walking around earlier today with one of the golfers. He's like a he's like a, a manager for one of the players. He's dressed like Abe Lincoln walking around. But this is this is a this is a real deal. Like like America first. It's in Wisconsin. It's important the British don't come to our shores and, and <laughs> take take the trophy away like they did and I noticed you didn't mention 2018, Logan. That was convenient that you left that fact out because they stomped our butts in 2018. I do so. not recall. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 17 to 10. You have to get to 14 and a half to win. So Yeah. And like it's basically um, with this whole tournament, they have like a different way of, of playing it to where what, I forget the term. Is it stroke play or match play yeah. or whatever? Stroke, stroke play. play. Yeah. So, and like it, uh, it isn't it? I, I'm, I just read up on this, try to refresh, and now my mind's going blank. But the winner of the hole gets a point, And then, but if they, if they tie it out, it gets halved. So, yeah, I was trying to make sure I had that right. Whenever I put the mic in front of my face, I forget <laughs> my talking point sometimes. But, but yeah, it's, it's always interesting because it's, it's a different format from your, your average PGA uh, event. So, you're picking America at the risk of boring the dads who are both yawning. Uh, <laughs> What are you guys' picks now that we've oh, pre- well, previewed the entire I mean, thing? America. I'm not going to go against America. And, you know, the British sh- should know better than to come over here and, and mess with America. 
Well, it's Europe, not just the British. I know, but yeah. <laughs> not even the difference. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about the French. Yeah. No, I don't think the French I don't think the French are worried about the uh, about the French. Tell them to keep their wine and sticky cheese at home. <laughs> just they they they're they're pretty good at laying down. <laughs> The biggest thing they're known for, they didn't even invent. I mean, if you ask the average American, you say, oh, yeah, French fries. Not even from France. No, no, the, the, I call the biggest, them freedom fries, by the way. <laughs> no, the biggest thing they're known for is giving up pretty quickly. <laughs> once, once the Americans show up, you mean. First time in trouble. You give up. Take it. Well, yeah. as I texted you guys earlier this week, Everyone already hits, hates my picks on this podcast anyways. <laughs> team Wawa, Team Carolina. I'm going Team Europe. Sorry, that's right. Boo. I said it. Boo. Get out of here. You're, you're, you're basically a communist. Hey, hey, well, we already, first of all, we already knew that. Stinky wine, stinky cheese. You like, a, you like wine, <laughs> you like cheese, you cheer for Carolina. Yeah, I'm, you might as well just move over to Europe. You can be economy with them. Don't Should forget Chase Elliott. Like us here in America. Yeah, Chase Elliott. Jesus. The only, yeah, only golf, the guy only from Dawsonville, Georgia, sure is a communist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm changing my cancel corner. <laughs> the yeah. uh, John Rahm. The tribe has spoken. John yeah, Rahm's the number one in the world. Rory yeah. is the only reason I'm doing this because he's number 15 in the world and he's one of my favorite athletes. That's the yeah. only reason I cheer. So for you're telling me you don't cheer for American athletes? Got it. He, yep. che- he cheers for Irish athletes. Northern Irish, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awful. That's the only golfer I would pull for outside of America is him. So no, there is no there's no athlete outside of America that I'm cheering for. So None. zero. They're all worthless. America's number one, period. I have a suggestion, and I didn't tell you guys this. This is where I was gonna go with it. I say we trade Roy McElroy proud resident of Jupiter, Florida. He lives no. down there with Tiger to America, just like on Dave Chappelle's draft. And we trade Bryson DeChambeau. That is about the most French sounding name. And no one likes that guy anyways. We trade him to Europe and then problem solved. I can cheer for all the guys that I normally cheer for anyways, like Dustin I, Thomas. I have a better trade. We, we keep the same guy you're talking about and we, we trade them Chase Elliott. We trade what? <laughs> You want to trade what? Chase Elliott to F1? <laughs> no, just out of this country. <laughs> Wouldn't hate that idea. I would get rid of a few Americans, but I ain't trading no Americans for no commies outside of our shores. Have you have you have you have you seen Bryson? I'm I'm not sure he's completely all the way. With he, us. <laughs> he he hits the piss out of the ball off the tee box. It's entertaining. He can be Don't annoying. Care. He can be annoying, Don't care. but but I will Doesn't say matter. one thing that we did. I just mention want to see that, their uh, birth certificates. That's all I care about. The long form. <laughs> but the uh, one thing that we didn't mention that I, I really have to bring up is I wonder what the uh, odds are of um, freaking Justin Thomas catching another hot mic. <laughs> He's gotten no. himself in some hot water with some of the stuff he said uh, on a hot mic out on the course. So. Him. He plays well at this tournament for whatever it's worth. And so does uh, uh, Sergio Garcia. 
who's an old dude, but he plays very well for Europe. Those two guys, for some reason, they can turn it on. They're the exact opposite of me in Cornhole. They're not good practice players, but man, can they turn it on when it matters? <laughs> <laughs> they have Brooks so, Kepka who just doesn't practice. True. Practice? <laughs> Talking yeah, about he's, practice. He's Alan Averson of the PGA. <laughs> and if you guys don't know why we want Brooks and Bryson to be paired together, please Google it. Trust me, there's a wealth of information for you to find out there about why the two of them hate each other. <laughs> so, all right, golf, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Go America. And Rory. All right. No, so go America. Yeah. USA, <laughs> USA, America first. All right. So, uh, jumping back into one of my personal favorite topics this time of the year on miserable and reckless, it's our college football pick them just to kind of give everybody a, a brush up. Cause it has been a couple weeks since we've recorded an episode, but, uh, we're bringing it back, but this year it's with a twist. Um, uh, we're picking six to seven games each week to be able to choose that seem to be of interest either nationally or just to us itself, because I mean, hell it's our podcast. And, um, but it's not necessarily just from the ACC to give you an update on the records. Uh, Ryan is leading through, <laughs> through the first three weeks at four and two. He, the, and then the rest of us are tied for second with three and three. Um, I believe it was the Oregon pick, uh, over OSU that kind of put you up top on that. All right. Uh, just give you a rundown of the current, uh, uh, it's funny. It says top 25, but it conveniently stops uh, when Ryan did the notes at, at the 20th team, which is UNC. But, you yep. know, Bama, Georgia, <laughs> Oregon, Oklahoma, Iowa, Penn State, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, group of five school, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Iowa State, BYU, group of five school. Oh, no, they're independent. Um, Arkansas, Coastal Carolina, uh, MNR favorite, Wisconsin and Michigan, and then the, the light blue team from Chapel Hill. All right, so moving into the this one will be of particular interest to one Morgan Irby. The first game of the week, we have the mighty Liberty Flames versus the Syracuse Orange. Morgan, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw it to you first. Who you got? Liberty. Liberty, okay. I like yeah. that pick. <clears throat> the hell, Syracuse. We we've kicked them out. They're they're they don't even know who you're talking about. It's Liberty. <laughs> It's Liberty versus a uh, fake, uh, an empty field. Syracuse, never heard of her. (laughs) She sounds ugly. (laughs) Ryan, Liberty, Syracuse. I'll take Liberty. I think it's an interesting pick. I believe in Hugh Freeze. I mean, hell, he beat Virginia Tech, so. (laughs) Still a sore spot. All right, Dustin. I hope you lose every, I hope you lose your whole entire season. Well, I hope that anyways. (laughs) Yeah. That comment didn't change my feelings on that. <laughs> Dustin, the orange versus the flames. Uh, well, I believe I'm cheering for, and I'm looking forward to the hand of God squeezing the life out of the orange. <laughs> Another one for Liberty. All right. So, uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think Liberty's a better team. Syracuse, you know, that I know they've won a couple games, but screw them. Give me the Liberty. Have, games. have they won? What, what did they play? A high school team? I think they played a high school team and they beat, I think they played Furman one sixty something to nothing. Oh. But I mean, yeah. Whatever. That's, that's Furman. I hope whatever. I hope Liberty takes I hope Liberty takes the Bible and smashes that orange. <laughs> All right. Uh on that note. Speaking of religious schools, the next one we have the Catholics versus the the Catholics versus the the wannabe cheeseheads at the collegiate level. We have Notre Dame versus Wisconsin, which is the college game day game of the week. 
Um, interesting matchup. Ryan, Irish, Badgers. What say you? I'm taking Wisconsin because I have family in Wisconsin and because I like cheese and because I think Notre Dame is not a good team. Wisconsin. Also, the game's at Camp Randall in Madison. So uh, I'll be looking forward to jump around. Uh, very familiar with that song. It, it might have something to do with the Carolina school that I like. So uh, oh, this, this just goes all the way across the board. <laughs> Wisconsin. Can't help, you just can't help yourself. All right. I'm just, I'm just pointing out facts. <laughs> Dustin, the uh, quasi ACC school in some sports, but not football, Notre Dame versus the Midwestern team, Wisconsin. I mean, I, I can't cheer for the conference with Rutgers. I mean, give me, give me the Catholics. I'm, I'm, I'm team Rudy all the way. Hey, the Catholics. <laughs> Morgan, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Oh, Notre Dame. I, they're they're going to jump all over that badger. They're going to they're gonna scream him. <laughs> all right, I don't care where it's that. <laughs> interesting tidbit about this game. Uh, Notre Dame starting quarterback, I believe his name is Jack Cohn, I want to say. Um, could have that wrong, but he is a Wisconsin transfer. He was the Wisconsin starting quarterback for three years, lost the starting job last year, transferred to Notre Dame. So this is his first return trip, I believe, to Wisconsin um, since he transferred even, out. And I think he, he's been playing pretty well. I got to give him credit. I think he's going to show out while he's in uh, Madison. So give me Notre Dame. Yeah. He, he wants to pay back. All right. So this is what should have been if we hadn't laid an egg, the college game day game of the week. But, you know, that's another timeline here in the real world. NC State loses games against Mississippi State. So we have the NC State Wolfpack hosting the number nine Clemson Tigers. Clemson's been struggling on offense. Their defense looks legit. NC State, kind of a similar thing. Like when they played Mississippi State, the offense struggled, but the defense looks legit. So, um, Morgan, what you got? Uh, NC State versus the Tigers. I'll be honest. I'll be quick about this. At Clemson, their team so far this year has surprised me as to how awful they are. Um, they've the games. I guess the games that they're winning are against teams that they should be shutting out. Like they're they're, they're barely winning them. I mean, you barely beat Georgia Tech. Come on. Uh, and I'm just yeah, I'm not just trying to say Georgia Tech sucks, but they do. Um, that was very southern of you. Yeah, don't mean no offense, but I don't mean but, no harm about it, but with all due respect. <laughs> say it with all due respect. Doesn't mean you can anyway, say whatever you want to say. Yes, it <laughs> does. Hell does. Anyway, I'll be quick. Um, if NC State defense shows up, the defense that we know they have, and their offense can uh muster up something. I'm going to take NC State. I think think their defense can uh, shut this team down. Because you're better better than Georgia Tech. Let's be honest here. Your lips to God's ears. Uh, Ryan, what do you say? Clemson Tigers, Wolfpack. Um, I'll be cheering for NC State because it'll be a good story. But I I have... A year ago, I would have picked NC State. I've sat with you for a year. I guarantee you that um, something tragic will happen 
your bus will, you know, get four flat tires uh, <laughs> on the way to the, the home stadium. Um, you know, half of the building with the equipment in it will burn down, even though nobody will be caught inside. You know, a, a plane will have a guy parachute out the side of it and land in the 50 yard line and it, a COVID bomb will go off and the game will be relocated to death Valley. Something will happen to make sure that you guys don't have a chance at this. So I'm taking Clemson, but man, it would be a hell of a story. I fully expect to see some NC state shit happen this weekend. It's got to, it always does. Dustin Wolfpack versus tigers. What say you? Well, one year ago, I wouldn't have picked, NC State. One year ago, I would have picked Trevor Lawrence all day long, twice on Sunday, maybe on Tuesday night, too. But, you know, Clemson's offense is awful. I mean, I, you know, the best thing that could have happened, we talked about this, uh, guys, weekend. the best thing that could have happened to NC State would have been Clemson goes and blows the doors off Georgia Tech. They get a little confident. Maybe don't Mm -hmm. take this game too seriously. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Didn't work out that way. I'm sure they've been on those guys this week, Dabo and company. Nevertheless, their offense looks absolutely awful. For that reason, I'm going for the Wolfpack this week. All right. So this game, obviously near and dear to my heart. I'll be sitting there on the 50-yard line, section 28, uh, cheering on the Wolfpack. Uh, A couple interesting storylines with this as – Uh, Ryan was alluding to uh, some of it. This game has heavy divisional implications. If NC State can somehow pull off what seems to be the impossible, they're in the driver's seat for the division. They can drop a game and still win because of the tiebreaker with Clemson. Um, On top of that, they just Clemson just named Will Shipley as the starting uh, running back this week. Will Shipley is a kid from Weddington, North Carolina, who's both his parents, his grandparents, and 27 other family members are are all NC State alums. He his family had already had not better at all. His his family had already had jerseys made with, for, with the Wolfpack with his name on the back, and he picks Clemson. He's starting, getting his first collegiate start at running back this week. Uh, DJ Ugale, I believe that's uh, – I've, I've listened to a podcast today, and they said his name correctly. I can't remember. But he hey, hasn't Leandro. looked that good. Their offensive line is, is horrible. They're playing Justin Ross in the slot instead of on the outside like he should be. Um, I'm not confident in their offense, but I will say if you ever have a, sl- a need somebody to be your slump buster, it's the NC state Wolfpack. I think the offense is going to click for Clemson this week. I think that uh, Clemson, it's either going to be a really close game where the Wolfpack pulls it out or Clemson boat races them. I think boat racing them is probably a more likely scenario, but in the interest of my bold predictions on the ACC uh, preview podcast we did a few weeks ago, give me the Wolfpack and give me the Wolfpack all day long. It's going to be uh, a good night at Carter Finley. So, in the words of Dave uh, Portnoy, Wolfpack. <laughs> D- DJ Uga 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 not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving when we on. Find out why I'm leading the predictions le- next week. You guys will know why because I picked Clemson. <laughs> yeah, I went with my heart instead of my head. Bad move with the Wolfpack. But uh, moving into a interesting SEC matchup. Matchup. So we have. Pretty much an always solid, right on the cusp of making the playoffs since Jimbo's gotten their Texas A&M squad, currently seventh in the country versus Arkansas, who is now ranked, and Arkansas beat the bricks off of Texas the other week. So, horns down, That doesn't America. mean anything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What is, horns what is, down, what is that? Te- beating Texas doesn't mean anything. That's like beating Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> it's been almost 20 years since Texas was worth anything. Yeah, it's probably true. 
But uh, all right, so A and M, we got the Aggies versus the Razorbacks. Dustin, who you picking? I, I'm Team Jimbo. He's got them rolling down there, and I mean, I, I know Arkansas is good. I don't deny that at all. But I mean, Jimbo from last year's team had a bunch return, and they were pretty. I mean, they were legit last year. So I, I just don't see how Arkansas goes in there and beats them. All right, this one for A&M. Ryan, this was your foe from the Orange Bowl last year. Who you got in this game? Two quick points. First, I was very surprised by the atmosphere at Arkansas. I guess I just didn't know anything about it. Um, we were watching, or I was watching SEC Nation, and man, I, I know about calling the pigs and stuff like that, especially because of the baseball season. But uh, I was amazed by the atmosphere that they had down there for the Texas game. Uh, I think it's hard to uh, duplicate that here, and I think Texas A&M, as you alluded to, I've got a lot of respect for them after, uh, you know, they had to play us last year in the Orange Bowl. So uh, sorry to Texas A&M for having to play such a good team, but um, I'm taking Texas A&M. All right, it's two for the Aggies. Morgan, who you got? Yes, I will also pick the school that has no good basketball program or a worthy coach at all, uh, Texas A&M. So Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is one where ordinarily I would like to pick different from you guys, but I just think that's a horrible bet to bet on the Razorbacks in this game. Jimbo's had that program playing really well. If they were in any other conference or, in, or much less any other division, because I believe aren't they in the SEC West, toughest division in college football, um, I, I'm taking the Aggies in this one. So uh, Jimbo and, and company are going to get it done, and send, they're going to have a – what did I say in baseball season? They're going to have a pig roast. All right, so I'll cross the board for A&M. Moving into the next matchup from the conference with Rutgers, we have the conference's namesake, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, playing against a probably overrated, overranked Michigan club. Um, Morgan, Scarlet Knights or the Wolverines, what do you think? To be fair, before we start this, we did mention a couple weeks ago who's going to finish ahead in the conference, Rutgers or Michigan. So think about that. Think about what you said and think about that before you, you make your pick. Oh, I was already going to pick Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I hate I hate Michigan. And I, I'm not a fan of Harbaugh. So go Rutgers. I hope they I hope they win. I hope they win on a field goal with two seconds left. In the big house. <laughs> In the big house. I don't want to blow out because people after in a blowout to get time to get over it and go, I have the heck with the game though. Let's go home. No, field goal winning in the final seconds just takes all the energy and air out of your soul. You ain't wrong about that. <laughs> all right, Dustin Rutgers, Michigan. Who picked this as a game to pick? This is a fight. Why are we picking conference with Rutgers games? Ugh. And Michigan at that. Michigan and Texas should not even be mentioned on this podcast. Uh, nobody nobody likes my that. picks. <laughs> Ever. No, because they're awful. And if they weren't so awful, then we wouldn't have to criticize them weekly. Um, I mean, <laughs> Rutgers, I guess. I can't pick. I ain't picking Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, Scarlet Knights, Wolverines. Oh, I've been Team Rutgers since the beginning. I'm really, really, really looking forward to scouting their secondary because they're going to end up in the New England Patriots backfield someday. 
So uh, Rutgers, Rutgers all the way. I can't believe I'm picking them in the big house. That's such a disrespectful thing <laughs> to a team that, quite frankly, uh, doesn't earn any respect. So uh, Rutgers. Well, they, they haven't earned it. Yeah. Yeah, they is there a way to do like a M down? Like a, is that a W? <laughs> w for Rutgers. Yeah. Well, on that note, Lloyd Carr and what's his name? Bo Schimbachler or whatever that old coach that used to be at Michigan. <laughs> they're not walking through the door anymore. Harbaugh sucks. Schimbachler. Yeah, whatever that dude's name is. Uh, they're not walking through the door. Harbaugh sucks. Give me the conference's namesake. Scarlet Knights by 90. <laughs> To be fair, last time you picked a team by 90, they only won by 45, so I'll take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so All right, now Dustin, we... Time for you to complain. Yeah, because we have what is probably a battle between two of the about worst the next power pick. five programs. We've got Kansas versus Duke. Um, I'm going to throw it over to the Duke fan on the podcast. Jayhawks and Blue Devils. Yeah, why do we pick this game, too? There's got to be a better game to pick than this. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I, I, they're both awful. I mean, Duke last week was was less awful. So I'm going to go with Duke, and Kansas is just really awful. And Duke's slightly less awful. So I'm going to go with Duke, and then that actually would make me uh, very smart because I said they'd be three and one after the first four games. So let's let's bet that. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I can't in good faith. Bet uh, first of all, outside of the ACC, even though I've already done it in, t- in the last five minutes, I'm I'm taking Duke. Please, please beat Kansas at Wallace Way. <laughs> please beat Kansas at home. That's all. I mean, look, I've already told you I like JJ Redick. I'm picking Duke. Please beat Kansas at home. Please. <laughs> all right, Morgan, Jayhawks and Blue Devils. Oh, go Duke. Very succinct. This would be an interesting matchup if it was basketball, but it's not. It's on the gridiron. And like I said, right now, two of the worst Power 5 programs. But to Dustin's point, Kansas is a little bit worse than Duke. Um, if they if they lose this game to Kansas, Cutcliffe needed to be fired on the spot, tell him to pack his office at uh, Wallace Wade and tell him to leave. Give me the Blue Devils. Just don't, don't screw this up. <laughs> it's only going to exacerbate... Uh... Just having listened to Dustin complain about Cutcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, so they, they're going to be able to claim like a hot start, three and one on the season. So after playing Charlotte, Northwestern, A and T, and Kansas, but they're going to—that's what the narrative is going to be. So Northwestern is not a slouch. The rest of them suck. But. Yeah. But anyway. all right, so some other interesting ACC games of note that we want to briefly mention: uh, Wake Forest and UVA. We have um, this actually could be a good game because UVA they they had a Swiss cheese defense, but they did put up some points. Um, Wake Forest looks pretty good right now, but is it a good game? I don't know. What do you guys think? Go Wake no. Forest. <laughs> I'm pulling for Virginia because one, I don't mm. want Wake Forest to win, you're, and two, they're in my division. You're, you're canceled. Go away. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, of Virginia schools, we have Richmond versus Tech. Morgan, I'm gonna give you one pick on this. Since it's your team, what do you think? Next, next topic. 
<laughs> I, I know how this game ends. I've, I've seen this story played out. JMU, ODU, ECU. Liberty. Liberty. <laughs> uh, Richmond comes into Lane Stadium and they beat the Hokies. Come on. That's not, not happening. They're not. They're not. I've had. I think Rich, I think Tech's defense, I think they're they're probably going to get like seven sacks on, on Saturday if I have to give it a number. Um, uh, running game's probably going to have over 150 yards rushing, one guy. Um, if they place, no, I'm not going down that road again. Um, if Braxton Burmeister protects the ball, they should win by like 25, 30 points easily. But hey. yeah. Look, I'm pulling for him. Don't lose to FCS Richmond, but very, <laughs> if, very. Hey, you know what? You know what? If they do, that's got to push a, a firing of one Brad Cornelison. <laughs> I think you probably want to consider firing Justin Fuente <laughs> if they lose to Richmond. But <laughs> all right. So, uh, very quickly, moving to Louisville, FSU. Good gosh, those teams look like they're awful. Let's hope they stay that way again, Atlantic Division teams. And then, Ryan, give you uh, 20 seconds to talk about the Tar Heels going down to Atlanta. Uh, this is the perfect trap game. I hate playing Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. Um, it's a 7.30 game. All the eyes will be on the Tar Heels. This is the perfect game for them to drop out of the top 20. That's all I'm going to say. I hate yeah. playing these gimmick crap hey. teams. From your lips to God's ears. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I said the same thing about Virginia Tech, too. Yeah. And then one last game to note. We got Tennessee heading down to the Swamp to play the number 11 Gators after a hard fault game against Alabama. Um, let's see if there's an Alabama hangover for the Florida Gators on a team that they should probably win by a couple scores. We'll go see. Gators. Why are we still talking about Tennessee? And yeah. what, what, that it's a historic game. Yeah. It's a historic game. Don't care. They're an awful program who has done nothing and for no. since Peyton was there. So yeah, don't I'm, care. They shouldn't be talked about. They're no. uh, they're now canceled with, and they with take, Michigan they, and Texas and Tennessee. And they take, no, they never again can be spoke of. And they also <laughs> take ungrateful players who are going to transfer out of other programs. <laughs> Boom. Cancel corner is spoken. Done. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's move into next topic. Um, Southern Spotlight, bringing it back this week. Uh, Ryan, you're up. All right, I've been sitting on this one for a while since last time I was in Virginia. Well, I guess I was in Virginia last weekend. Two times ago, I was in Virginia. I got a fun place. Uh, I found out about it in Virginia, but it's in North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, this place is called Biscuits and Porn. That's the name of the restaurant. (laughs) Oh, man. Again, I really hope my nieces don't listen to this sometime in the future. Uh, There's two uncles on this podcast. Uh, My uncle told me about this place casually. Um, I saw it on a shirt at the last place that was my Southern Spotlight, which was the Pocosin Restaurant. And I said, Biscuits and Porn, man, that's a great name for a place. And he casually told me they have really good biscuits. And I said, so do they what's the name? And he goes, I'm just going to tell you they have really good biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so where is it? It's in the Outer Banks. Uh, it's in Nags Head. It's in a gas station. It's 2112 South Croatan Highway in Nags Head. 
What do they serve? It's pretty simple, guys. They serve biscuits. Uh, there's a whole other half of the menu. And trust me, when you walk into the place and it's all lit up and it's got the little black letters and you see everything for less than five bucks, that's how you know it's good. It's been existed since at least the 80s. And the reason I'm saying at least the 80s is because that's when my uncle apparently frequented it. But uh, they've got uh, they've got biscuits. You've got a couple options. You've got a plain biscuit. Um, and then they have, uh, again, very fancy menu here. It's either egg and cheese or you can get, or sorry, egg or cheese on your biscuit. Or you can get egg and cheese if you're feeling real fancy. You can get the two of them together. They've got a cheese biscuit, a plain biscuit. If you're feeling really frisky, you can get some sausage gravy on your biscuit. And they've also got chicken ham or link sausage. All of these things come for under five bucks. Some of them come for a buck seventy nine. Tell me where in America <laughs> you can get a biscuit and a sausage link for a buck seventy nine. On the flip side of the menu, if you if you're feeling like you know maybe you need some uh, some porn and sandwiches at lunch as opposed to biscuits and porn and for breakfast, um, then you would get sandwiches and subs. Uh, very and simple corn. steak. <laughs> they if you. I wouldn't suggest looking for this on the internet uh, on your work computer, but they do serve both. Um, they have steak, ham, turkey, or you can, again, very fancy, get the ham and turkey <laughs> together. Grilled cheese, turkey club, BLT, ham, burgers, cheeseburgers, all under five bucks. And if it's the Sunday or if you're just feeling extra, extra special and extra, extra fancy, you can get the pickle brine fried chicken. They got white meat, dark meat breast, thighs, legs, and wings. And again, breast, thighs, legs, and wings. I am talking about the fried chicken and not the other things that they serve at this establishment. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it is what it is. I, again, I'm just going to tell you what it is. They serve biscuits, they serve sandwiches, they serve subs, they serve fried chicken. And if there's other things that you may, you know, take a hankering for that you, uh, you know, you're just an old school kind of fellow. You don't, you know, you're not digital, you're analog. You know, you could always, uh, or she, you could always walk into a, an establishment like this. Again, 2112 South Croton Highway, Nags Head, definitely a local spot. And uh, make sure you buy yourself a t-shirt just so you can uh, offend everybody at family Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is this one gets those, important. This is one of those places that uh, all of my friends that love the Outer Banks swear by. I've never eaten there. I've driven by it multiple times, but they swear by it. And we used to have a cup in our house when I was living with my old roommate. Uh, he used to have a cup that said biscuits and porn on it. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, you've got to eat there. It's really good. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> uh, everyone that knows my love for the 80s and my love for good food, the two of them kind of go hand in hand. And it's in North Carolina, so it's the trifecta. <laughs> That's my southern spotlight. All right. On that note, moving into Morgan's cancel corner. Morgan, I think uh, so far I'm tr I've been trying to keep tally. You've already canceled Ryan. You've canceled me. What else you got to cancel this episode? <laughs> oh well, it's always great to be back. It's been a while since I canceled something. So, with that being said, welcome back to Morgan's canceled corner. Canceled. Canceled. So this week, you know, we've been talking about kicking teams out of the ACC and uh, inviting in teams. And up until this past Saturday, one of those teams we had talked about, mentioned briefly about inviting into the ACC was uh, a little school up in Morgantown, West Virginia called uh, West Virginia University. Um, yeah, sorry that uh, where's the shredder at? Yeah, 
There it goes. Um, your <laughs> your welcome letter will not be going out this week, nor any other day in the foreseeable future. You uh, you can hop on the bus from Syracuse and uh, turn around and uh, hit the hit the bricks because uh, you're not invited. You're canceled. <clears throat> your entire town's canceled. Your entire stadium is canceled. Your whole program is canceled. I hate everything about you. Um, you fight your own fans in the stadium. I don't know if you guys saw that. Multiple <laughs> locations throughout the stadium, their own fans were fighting each other with Hokey Ooh. fans. With, with Hokey fans kind of standing there looking at them like, what the hell is going on? Um, they're not fighting us. They're fighting each other. So I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, when you get a whole stadium full of family members together, you know. is this a Hatfield and McCoy's thing? <laughs> yeah, there's a joke oh. in there, but I didn't know if I should say it on a podcast. <laughs> no, we're gonna keep rolling. No jokes. Um, <laughs> West Virginia University, you're canceled. You're not invited to the ACC. Do not call us back. And tell them it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's not me, it's you. Um, don't try to call the phone number; it's been changed. <laughs> so, with that, like like I said, <clears throat> West Virginia canceled. Um, get out of here! Don't don't try to reschedule games with any of us ever again. We're not we're not taking any phone calls. We're not checking any emails. Nothing. You're you're done. Um, and that's it. So on to happier things. Uh, tune in next time for another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end this edition of Miserable and Reckless. For this week, I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan, and we will see you next time.